was about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. Welcome to Far Off Topic, episode 21. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones. Tonight, we will navigate the crossroads of hypotheticals and hyperbole while narrowly skirting the peripheries of Godwin's Law as we take on the perilous question, will democracy end this November? The peaceful transition of power is fraught with anxiety. Fears that the incumbent party might simply decide not to leave office persist like new spinoffs of the Housewives reality TV show. Of course, to date, it's never happened in the U.S. Will this time be different? Well, so much of this time is different, and the signs and portents of calamity are multiplying by the day. We will discuss the unthinkable possibilities in the feature segment. And continuing with our theme of unwelcome news, Alex Jones has uncovered an insidious plot involving the most diabolical figure in the U.S., Bill Gates. Forget Plandemic, forget Fall of Cabal. They're nothing compared to the terrible truth we will disclose at the end of the show. And with me today to discuss the evils to come is Tiwi. And because pandemics are no fun without pointless conjecture, we're also joined by Steven Jackson, a.k.a. Jax, a.k.a. Mr. Glasses. Jax, how is life? It's good. Uh, no, it's, it's terrible. Um, I'm in a pandemic. Uh, everything's awful. Everything's shut down. I just want to go get my hair cut and have some lunch. That's it. Tiwi? Um, I am doing fantastic. Um, (laughs) Rub that into Jack's eye. (laughs) Actually, I think I've discovered that I hate people because I'm totally unaffected and I'm literally just fine. Um, I like to cough at people who don't wear masks. Um, And yeah. Those are my new my, hobbies. Uh, my, I have a two-year-old, and she has decided, like, this is a really hilarious time to start going, like, <coughs> I'm sick, I'm sick. And it's like, you are you are a monster. Like, you, you need to stop doing that now. That's it's, awesome. <laughs> yeah, just, good, good, good parenting there. So yeah. She's picked it up from you. I'm sure she learned Absolutely. it by watching you. Absolutely. So, of course, uh, I've returned from Jacksonville. Um, <laughs> Florida. I went to Florida, probably the most infested place in right? the world. But I guess not. I guess not. Because uh, I've had uh, two COVID tests now, and I'm clean. So how how, I don't did, know. how did that feel? It was weird. It, I, I, I got to say it was weird because they were kind of like kind of just like you think. It's like a macrocosm of or it's a microcosm of the, the, the U.S. At, at large because it's like 50% of the folks in the hotel would – stick to the 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 protocols and then 50 percent wouldn't and yeah. so you're like all right well fuck i don't know i'm just rolling the dice here yeah um so that was great yeah kind of nerve-wracking same up here i mean like there's just you go to the supermarkets i'm i'm like in a bubble like pushing <laughs> pushing from like boy in the bubble from the 80s and these other and these assholes are here with their kids I know. Uh, running around like a bunch of lunatics. And it's like, the fuck is wrong with you guys? Yeah. I don't know. But I, has any of this like in it? I, mean, I don't know. I I, I see that I, I can't really sympathize with the Rona Parks folks, you know, that are just like getting in people's faces. I don't want to wear this mask. I have a health condition, whatever. I don't know. But uh, 
I, I'm a little underwhelmed by this apocalypse. I mean, maybe we did everything right. Maybe this is like no. the, the we did. I think we're, we're only like three months in. Yeah, and we're. I, I feel like we were doubling the, the amount of people dying, like week to week. And now that I mean, we're 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 you we haven't. We're we're really kind of slowing down here, which is good. I think it's a great thing. But I also think, again, thinking back to my worst case scenario that we don't learn the lessons on the first wave. Yeah. Uh, the second wave just becomes massively worse. As they are. I feel like this is the Titanic. It's that whole, like, you may get your headlines, Mr. Ismay. Like, I think it's going to happen. We're going to go down. All right. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, I, there's a little Fox News guy in my head. Mm-mm. And uh, he's like, it's a hoax. <laughs> it's not as bad as they said. That's, it's how, they, liberal that's how it's going to be so bad. Because people are going out. The thing, and remember, when this first started, they were saying, all the epidemiologists were saying, if it works, it's going to look like nothing. And everybody's going to be like, oh, that was pointless. Why did we do that? And they said the biggest problem with that is that people start to get lax and then you get your second waves. Hello, we're in that. It worked. The social distancing in the places where people actually did it worked because I think you only need it at like 60 percent to even have some sort of effect. Mm -hmm. And now it's like it's going to rapidly decline. And I think this fall is probably when it's going to be really bad. All right. I guess uh, buckle up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like this second wave, the, the everyone, everyone, all, at least all the leaders will just say, all right, we tried the first time. Fuck it. We're just going to plow through and it'll just be a disaster. So my work, which is a hospital, has ramped up their precautions huh. with the new phasing of like the phases down. The opening up, yeah, they ramped things up like dramatically. Huh. Same for our town. Like my entire town is just like, uh, we're good. And and so like <laughs> I, I read like I read uh, or actually I heard something where where there's basically historically been two ways that pandemics end, and it's through a vaccine like smallpox or um, through like social. We're just we're kind of done with it. And so fuck it. People are going to get sick and die. And we seem to be taking that path. hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well, I love that grim, that grim prelude to the conversation we're about to have. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into our feature story right now. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh. But I'm the decider. With a good conscience, our only sure reward. I'm an extremely stable genius. <laughs> Stealing an election is a constant fear for those not in power. It's not a new feeling. Rather, every party goes through a duration of paranoia prior to each election. They worry over the prospect that the next one will be stopped through some machination of the incumbent administration. Both George W. Bush and Obama administrations had to contend with this speculation despite never really doing anything overtly to signal they ever intended or considered ending democracy. Of course, in most circumstances, Looking from the outside in, intention isn't necessary for this exercise. Ordinarily, the ritual is about reading the political tea leaves in your adversary's cup and determining whether or not their intentions are good or evil. As all of you listening may have guessed already, we will be performing just such a ritual on this episode. Reading the mix of tea leaves and avian viscera, which will point us the way toward our inevitable future. 
Our first omen arrives in the form of perpetual understudy for the role of Bond villain and alleged quote-unquote real boy Jared Kushner. He made headlines in early May when he suggested that there was the possibility the Trump administration would forestall the upcoming presidential election. Kushner was asked by Time magazine on May 12th if the administration was considering postponing the election on November 3rd due to any complications that might arise from the coronavirus pandemic, and he responded by saying, I'm not sure I can comment one way or the other, but right now, that's the plan. Wrong fucking answer. He did correct himself a few hours later, saying he was unaware of and not involved in any discussions about changing the date of the 2020 election. Kushner's correction fails to mention one important fact. As the Washington Post puts it, neither Trump nor Kushner, as his advisor, has any legal authority to change the timing of the presidential election. This statement seems like one in a growing list of indicators of a mindset festering within the Trump administration that some might actually be thinking of upending another American political norm by just I don't know, not having an election. So I pose this to you. I'll give you Jack's first. Uh, when you heard this news, did I mean, just this little nugget, did that trigger you at all when you heard Kush Kushner like pontificating? I don't know. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Sort of. So, I, I mean, it's it's one more thing where the Trump administration is is giving that little wink to uh, yeah, we're, we're not leaving. Um, but... I also was like, yeah, that's great. You can't postpone the election, you asshat. Like, you're in the executive branch. You can't do that because that's not your fucking role. So, um, okay, let's say they try and they succeed. Constitutional Republic over at that point. Like, it just, it doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. because it's not your branch. It's literally the checks and balances are gone. So I wouldn't be shocked if it happened, if they tried, uh, but not their their branch. Can't postpone an election. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. I want to hit that concept uh, down down later in the show. Uh, But first, TV, what what were your thoughts? Did you actually, did you see this come through your uh, news feed? I did, um, because Kevin was like, reacting to it and he was like <laughs> just heard him screaming in the background what the that? fuck ah! and I was like what's wrong <laughs> Jared Kushner and I was like oh um my actual reaction to it was like they're so fucking stupid and then that was pretty much it because <laughs> I just yeah, I, I guess- don't know. they're dumb they say they talk completely out of their ass they don't know how anything works I do fear, kind of like Jack said. Well, I don't know. It's it, 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 it is a it's an indicator. It's, it's a I don't know. It is a mindset that they like. He didn't. It didn't even cross his mind. That's the that thing. that like that. Okay, I, I'm not allowed it's to not do up that to him. You know? Yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah. nothing crosses his mind. Like that's that's like his standard operating procedure. The guy solved Midi's uh, piece <laughs> yeah, yeah. because he read 25 books. That's literally the answer he gave. Well, I read 25 books. Right. Cool. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> congratulations! <laughs> Three thousand yeah. years of. Of, of partisan fighting is now solved because you Done. read some fucking books. I couldn't get through a, a couple, so good on him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so let's talk scenarios. <laughs> 
As the November of our discontent looms, we must begin the ritual of wondering and worrying whether or not the incumbent president, of course, that piece of shit Trump, will he defy the rule of law and suspend the election, in effect, ending democracy and establishing the first American dictatorship. This discussion was inspired by a recent panel of the country's most eminent constitutional scholars. On May 4th, they gathered to work through a series of scenarios that could lead to a possible election meltdown. According to Alternate, the question put before the scholars was, what could stop the 2020 election from spiraling that far out of control or going even further downhill as occurred in the 1876 presidential election when two candidates claimed to win waged relentless partisan battles and were both planning separate inaugurations with Samuel Tilden backing down only 48 hours before Rutherford B. Hayes was sworn in as president. They posed three scenarios for their discussion, their hypothetical discussion, uh, which I'll quickly outline right here. In Pennsylvania, an outcry emerges after thousands of Philadelphia voters have not received absentee ballots. This leads to lawsuits being filed left and right. The Republican majority legislature uses the extension as an excuse to certify a pro-Trump electoral college slate and submits that result to Congress. Crisis ensues. Scenario two. In Michigan, the crisis begins when early but incomplete election night returns show Trump ahead. But as the counting continues and the momentum starts to shift to Biden, Trump tweets that, eh, motherfucker, I won! and declares that enough votes have been counted. The Republican majority legislature there goes along with their boy and certifies a pro-Trump slate of presidential electors. This, in turn, causes the Dems to sue, and it goes into court. In the final scenario, in Florida, a state with GOP governor and a legislative majority, the governor cancels the election due to a major hurricane. Or we could possibly imagine... You know, uh, a, a second, a second, second wave pandemic. It cannot be rescheduled before December fourteenth, twenty twenty, when the national deadline falls for all the presidential electors to cast their ballots. Emergency legislation ensues, and Republicans authorize a pro-Trump electoral college slate, citing pre-election polling or God knows what. The Florida Democratic Party sues in federal court, claiming that Florida's GOP cannot nullify the, the popular vote of election. I'm sure things get gridlocked. And there you go. Those are, their, those, those are their scenarios. And they're constitutional scholars. And it gets basically muddied down into just lawsuit, 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 roll the clock out. But I feel like one of the, the, the things that they didn't really discuss is in a lot of these, it's the Republican majorities in these states that go 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 and play along with the, the crisis and just say, fuck it. Rather than just kind of letting things play out, they put their finger on the scale to win Trump. Is that a feeling that you guys get that like, essentially Republicans have become a party of lawlessness or just, or am oh, I misinterpreting yeah. the scenarios? The Republican Party is just a bunch of respectable, God-fearing Americans that try to uphold the Constitution in the most strategic way. I think that the Republican Party is the party of the future and... <laughs> I absolutely adore them. <laughs> well, they probably are the party of the future. That's the thing. They probably are the fucking party of the future. All the other stuff is bullshit, but yes. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, it reminds me of the the George W. Bush election, the first one in 2000 with Gore and how that all went down with the hanging chads and the the sketchy court um, in Florida 
and how wasn't it like Jeb's yes. like something or other? It was just like disgusting. And then it turns out like we all know that it was ill gotten and that he actually won the election. And then we just still had to get stuck with George W. Bush for God, you know, like eight years, which was horrible. Right. And they actually discussed that a lot in the in the panel because it came down to the electoral con- uh, the electoral count act, which is this kind of like old ass piece of law that hasn't really been used often and it's very vague so when you i guess when courts go up and get and look at it there's not a lot of precedent but essentially it's like a very open to interpretation so you get weird kind of counterintuitive rulings um so so what what are your thoughts jacks uh just kind of i guess opening it up to do you see an upcoming electoral crisis or election crisis i should say just election crisis um yeah i do i think that uh the 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 groundwork is being laid to call the the election into question i mean you know i think that that's very obvious um if no matter what state mails in ballots you know here in washington we do mail in ballots it's fantastic very low voter fraud uh, uh you know no issues um and so I wonder if there will be some shenanigans where um, trying to decertify states that that use mail-in ballots will will occur. Um, so, like, I've actually literally built an election map that uh, just in my you know because I'm bored and right. <laughs> like knocking states off that use mail-in ballots, and Trump wins. So, um, uh, it's. You know, so I, I mean, certainly, but again, like messing with the actual election, it, it's sort of like how it's difficult to hack our election. Like you can't, you can hack, let's just say you hacked King County, Seattle. Um, that's, that sucks. Like that sucks for Seattle, but like the rest of the state's fine because the, they're all these disparate. And then the rest of the United States is fine, too. Like, you have to get all these states to go along. Yeah, but I feel like you don't necessarily have to get them to go along. As so, so kind of like what the scenarios we're getting at is that I feel like you just have to muddy the picture enough so that you're able to claim a victory. And I think that's where he's going because Trump has gone on record through his tweets saying how much he hates mail-in voting. Can even I? Even though there are... Can ahead, I yeah. interject on why they might? I'm going to throw a conspiracy out. Go ahead. Uh-oh. That's what we're I all mean, about. I mean, I feel like I'm not the first one to, I'm not the creator of this conspiracy. But wasn't um, Kushner at all? I don't know who all was involved. But don't they own several, like, technologies for voting machines that were? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so maybe the whole mailing you know, maybe they've had a plan with using those voting machines <laughs> and ah. these mail-in ballots are kind of a huge monkey wrench to that. So they're like, what? <laughs> we like worked so hard to get these things rigged and now you guys want to go to mail-in ballots? No. Like, I think that they're, I don't understand why they would be so anti-mail-in ballot other than you might get more voter turnout, which sure, okay. That's obviously always a threat to people like Trump who don't have unanimous support, but it's, it's weird. I don't know. The- well, that's the thing too with that. I mean, I love that conspiracy theory cause uh, that's perfect. Cause yes, uh, I was thinking, I was thinking that they were going to be pissed off cause they all own these companies. And they want to make a little extra cash before leaving office. Um, I mean, there's probably so some of that, that too, but 
But uh, which is interesting is that, yes, because Trump has said that like voter turnout is like we no Republicans will ever get elected if we have more people voting. Right. So I'm sure he's he's seeing the kind of like a equals B equals C thing. Uh, But that that metric didn't even work out. Or I guess that calculus didn't work out in this recent special election in California where the Republican actually won because of a huge turnout of Republicans through mail-in ballots. Um, That's where a lot of his tweets were coming from. He was attacking this special election in California and uh, they had opened up a polling place and they had sent out more ballots on the request of the Republicans. And guess what? The Republican actually won. And maybe as we get closer to November, um, Maybe some of his his campaign folks will be like, no, 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 maybe this will actually work in our favor. Maybe if we can get uh, ballots to our elderly who are quarantining, um, mm. who would not venture out to the polls, maybe that actually gives us an edge. You know, I, I who don't knows? Think so. Maybe. <laughs> or he just, or my other scenario is yet what he was kind of getting at is just muddying the waters so much so that you know anyone that, that, that he basically just tries to decertify California's vote by, I don't know, public opinion, you know, or uh, that's all he's really got because I don't think the court would actually uh, follow him up, but I don't know. I think that's like what he does with everything. He basically, any fact, any truth that exists, he basically gaslights everyone that's, you know, accepts that truth and knows that to be true to the point that people are just like, what the fuck? And then they kind of are like, wait, what is he saying? And you actually have to try to think about what he's saying to see if it even kind of makes any kind of sense. And then you just get confused. Then you get tired. Then you just give up. Right. <laughs> and that's then you're like, like listening to Alex Jones. Right. <laughs> then you're like, yeah, I guess that's flood, true. Flood of what is going on non sequiturs yeah. after non sequitur? Like, excuse me? Oh, I, right. oh, I don't even know. That's yeah. been verified. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah. wait, was it? We got that on tape. <laughs> Did we? (laughs) What? Michelle Obama, she's a tall man. We got that on tape. It's been verified. (laughs) CIA. Have you guys seen this thing about Michelle Obama, this whole thing with the conspiracy theories that she didn't really have her children? I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) There's literally conspiracy theory that she's a man. Well, yeah, they're like, she's never been pregnant. Those aren't her kids. Yeah. Well. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. That's been verified. (laughs) <laughs> so, so Jax, uh, do you think like is it my just my paranoia that sees more and more evidence that Trump is definitely like he just goes for the fucking throat and says ah no you know what we're just not gonna do this we're just not gonna we're just gonna he's gonna say it's gonna we're gonna postpone it and then just never sets a date. <laughs> well, I don't know that he postpones it. I, I- I don't. I don't think he postpones it, but I. I do certainly think, like it's more likely that he just goes not leaving. I not leaving. Right. Like, and really, what happens? Like, what do you? I mean, <laughs> everybody's like, "Well, the Secret Service will just escort him out," and it's like, will they though? Like, right? Or it's, it's like Costanza. It's a Costanza move. Like, right. we're broken up. Nope, I'm not breaking up with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're relying on some fail-safes that have been historically terrible at being fail-safes in order for right. that not to happen. So I'm not leaving. Okay, well, the Democrats will, will, will take care of that. Will they, though? Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're pretty 
they're not going to do shit. They're not. That's and that's that, exactly because that, 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 you've actually just walked into my extra question. Is uh, I was postulating this idea of of Cersei's razor. If you guys remember Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. nah. uh, the scene where Eddard Stark is coming in and he's being arrested by Cersei. And he, at the last minute, pulls up his, like, decree from the dead king and says, Ha-ha! You're all frauds! King Robert's seal. Unbroken. Lord Eddard Stark is herein named Protector of the Realm. To rule as regent until the heir come of age. May I see that letter, Sir Barristan? Protector of the Realm. Is this meant to be your shield, Lord Stark? A piece of paper. I feel like Trump is Cersei in this case. That, that he, in this perfect moment of time, is willing to act and do things that are so profoundly abnormal and just against our, our, our sense of government. But he also has people that are just, like, going to back his play. Right. You know, that... that, that Essentially, words aren't going to protect us from actions. Right. You know, that like our laws, like you said earlier, Jax, the rule of law only counts as long as there's some kind of enforcement. But right now, it doesn't seem like anybody can fucking enforce anything. They don't want to. There's no will to enforce fucking Trump's criminal mind. Yeah. I mean, they, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think that people would, uh, I think that the public at large would kind of be like, well, we can revolt or we can keep the lights on. And I think that people are going to opt for the lights staying on um, and, and like going to their job and having a grocery store that, that is, doesn't look like it's out of the third world. So I think, right. I think people will get rid of him. I, th- I don't know. I, I don't know. Cause like, that's the second, the only reason why people are like abide him is because, like, you know, they made money. And so they're, like, they're willing to, you know, stand by this guy for as long as it's sort of fortuitous for them. I don't think it's that fortuitous for them anymore. And I feel like, I mean, Biden's a neoliberal. He's, like, you know, he's going to also make them money. I think that people will just be, like, I would rather have a not psychotic person in the White House I mean, think of like our foreign relations. Like Trump has basically disgraced our country. I mean, that's the thing. Disgrace. It's not. There's no monetary value on disgrace. Like I feel. I feel like the business sector. There is like, when All right. trading can get affected. I mean, they just they just want our money. Like everyone else just wants our money too. They just want to. And who knows? I think China is waiting out this yeah, election. They're like, get rid of and him. So, but but. If he is reelected, they will go ahead and get a deal done. You know, like um, they're not going to wait out another four years. They're just going to if they're going to see this how this four years turns out, and then whatever. And kind of like what you're like what Jack was saying is that it's like I feel like people will just go with whatever how to keep the lights on. I don't think people will protest. I mean, there will be some people that protest, uh, yeah, but by and large, the the fence sitters, the centrists. They're just gonna be like, all right, whatever. What, you know what? Maybe the president is kind of a meaningless figure anyway. Do we really need a president? Like, does he affect us at all? They're you, not gonna be worried about it. So you think that if he didn't win the election, that people would just be okay with him squatting in the White House? 
I do. I, don't I actually think so. do. I don't because think so. well, because part of it is also the anemic response I anticipate coming from the the Democrats and Biden. You know, <laughs> at a certain point, it, it will be just like a long court battle. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Trump's just going to be in office, and, and maybe who knows? Maybe Biden will have an inauguration and declare himself the president too. But no one will go along with it <laughs> and it'll just be this kind of joke kind of kind of shadow cabinet on the side and I mean, it'll be a crisis but it also it'll just show how dysfunctional the country has become where it's like all right we're just gonna go with this guy he's still the quote-unquote president i guess he's, he's in the white house in that case i hope the conspiracy about hillary clinton and seth rich is true and she just does what she needs to do and you know gets rid of our our enemy oh, oh. <laughs> pump, let's pump the brakes there. <laughs> no, we don't need I said no hope. We do not enso- I said hope. <laughs> we do not endorse uh, liquidation. Nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the conspiracy that, let's actually- is that she bought him a new suit, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. That's what. I, that's all I meant. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Just happened to be the suit for his funeral. look good Uh, so let's pump the brakes right now uh, as we go into our break Um, Alex Jones is back and he's got some terrible news for all of us it's been verified uh, (laughs) it would seem that business magnate and heir to the throne of Soros Bill Gates has concocted a new plan to infect us all with one of his evil panaceas We'll have the details at the end of the show. But before that, we're going to continue our conversation about President Danger and his plot to end democracy. We will reveal how the Supreme Court may decide if we're more or less likely to be living in a world ruled by Emperor Trump right after the break. Yo, Joe! Traitor! Down tyranny! Yippee-ki-yay! What seems to be the trouble, friend? Hey, it's Boogaloo from G.I. Joe! That's right, my good patriot brother. I'm locked and loaded for liberty. How can I help? This bitch governor is using this corona hoax to keep us from going back to our minimum wage jobs because she wants to turn the country into a communist slave camp so her and her pedo Democrat friends can finally put an end to Jesus and worship Satan out in the open. Well, that sounds like a totally sane and legitimate concern. And I understand how important it is to get that message out. Uh, I also see that you're armed and dressed a lot like me in your Hawaiian shirt and tactical vest. Have you considered that you might be sending mixed signals? Uh, uh, how, how do you mean? You see, my great-grandpa used to tell me about the times he would tour the country busting unions. Through that experience, he became an expert in conflict resolution. He always said, if you're willing to talk through your problems, there will always be someone willing to listen. Yeah? He also said, if you carry a gun to a conversation, well, that's way better. Because talking sucks. Take it from me. If you can, try to find opportunities to shoot your problems straight to hell. Dang. You're right, Boogaloo. We should actually use these things instead of posing with them as if they're props in our cosplay. Yo, Joe, little buddy. Now let's overthrow! And overthrowing your local government is half the battle. G.I. Joe! As we all know from government class, 
Under the Constitution, the president is not elected by direct popular vote, but instead by a majority of the votes cast by states in the Electoral College. Since the early 1800s, states have appointed a slate of electors who are pledged to support the candidate who wins the most votes in the state, or in that state. But in recent elections, including in 2016, some electors have attempted to vote for other candidates of their choosing. These rogue individuals are known as faithless electors, and their actions have sparked a legal debate whether electors have a First Amendment right to vote however they choose. That issue was in front of the Supreme Court on May 13th, according to the Los Angeles Times. Most justices sounded skeptical that electors can vote however they choose as the court heard arguments. Justice Samuel Alito said allowing electors to exercise discretion over their votes would lead to chaos. If the outcome in November is very close, he said, the losing party or elements within the losing party will launch a massive campaign to influence electors. There would be a long period of uncertainty about who the next president was going to be. So, as you may know, uh, one of your people in Washington, uh, kind of, there was four people in, in 2016 that decided to vote their own conscience, um, and it was one of the folks from Washington. So I pose it to uh, both of you people who got us mm. into the situation. Um, what do you think? Do you think that that electors? Uh, I'll start with you, Jax. Do you think electors should be able to just kind of vote their 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 feelings? Uh, let's pass for a minute. <laughs> huh? Pass. Pass. <laughs> I gotta. Pass. I gotta think about it for a second. <laughs> well, so that's a long pause. I was gonna say. I was like, I, I honestly thought something dropped. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh shit! This happens. All right, Tiwi. Of course, they definitely have to represent the will of the people. If the, just we have someone like random a-holes who like Trump, no, you can't do that. Although they do do that, but yeah. Jax, back to you. Are you still passing? Um, yeah, no. Like, I think I know where I stand. I don't know. Like, I didn't think this would be such a hard question. Interesting. <laughs> why? First off, why? Why? Why do you think this is a, such a kind of a perplexing question? Uh. I think the electoral college is trash. Like I, I completely agree, it needs to go away. It's antiquated and makes no sense. But we have it, and for better or for worse, we have it. So uh, I don't know. I, I think that if the whole point of the electoral college is to put people as sort of like a fail safe, so that. Um, the 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 well <laughs> maybe the fail safe was that so a bunch of like uh slave states wouldn't accidentally elect a black guy um i think that was probably the intention <laughs> uh that that could be the fail safe um in in the in, the intent of the law of the but also, I think to like to to, to so they they wouldn't get a populist like Trump. That was the intention as yeah, well. Is yeah, that, is that they would just a mob rule wouldn't somehow right. get us someone who's unsavory. So right. it, it's clearly not working. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's not working. But I mean, if you're going to go under that framework and you think that the person is who who you're bound to vote for is a piece of shit, then I don't know. I, I'm pretty indifferent. I'll be completely honest with you. Like, uh, I I think that you are going to have a tougher time uh, pulling electoral college members to flip their state than you will um, probably getting rid of the electoral college entirely. 
Right. And well, actually, so one of the guys, one of your Washington guys that actually went rogue. He Can you say that with a little more respect? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I won't. It's Filthy Washington, Washington people. Uh, he eventually came to Vegas. Um, and he's now, I think, a, a social studies teacher here. And he was quote, he's talking, there was, he did an interview and he said his entire intention was to essentially throw a wrench into the whole system, like by voting his conscience and going against the act. Cause that's the thing. Washington has a law that says you must yeah. vote the way the state goes. You have to, you don't have the, you don't have discretion. And it's his contention that nah, I will. I do. I have a First Amendment right to do whatever the fuck I want, so I'm going to do it. And so he kind of provoked this this lawsuit. Um, but it was his intention that uh, to be throwing a wrench in the entire electoral college system, and people would see the absurdity of it and get rid of it. But at the same time, I think it just shows the if they do essentially, I think allow electors to to, to vote their conscience, which is a possibility. I I, I think it's a remote it's possibility. Slim. Yeah, I think it's a very when you remote. Got, when you got Alito saying, uh, "You think this is a good idea?" Um, <laughs> you're, you're probably you're probably screwed. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but I also do wonder. I have this like kind of. Of course, I feel like that's the other nightmare scenario for a uh, you know Trump steals the election is that somehow he he just stacks it with all his like QAnons uh, you know like Jesus somehow some, somehow these pieces of shit just get in there like they 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 pose as democrats or whatever and they just walk up the ranks you know get in, through election 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 become an elector um it's also i think also kind of unlikely cuz it's usually those are like party apparatchiks yeah. um so it's, it's that's a tough one yeah i think that uh, that's probably the least of our concerns at this point Wow, I, I thought it was actually a pretty interesting point, but you guys both just said fuck <laughs> off. So, sorry for including it in our second half. Apparently, it's a non-starter. So, Jesus Christ! Uh, do we even need to talk about Trump's uh, the Trump factor here? The the possibility does he have the character, the the ability, and the moment to do something like this? Because I feel like that's the next big thing. Tiwi first. Uh, I, character. D- d- does he char- have the character? <laughs> to steal an election? Yes. The gall, the conniving, the evil. Do you no. think he has the character? He's so stupid. No, he doesn't. He can barely even sit in a press conference. I feel like here's the thing. He's kind of like, he just doesn't have strategy. He's not strategic. He doesn't think things out. He just, he vomits words out that don't even necessarily form sentences. He just sort of like, says literally he's like what is it like a Rorschach or not Rorschach what is it free association he says like the words that are just popping into his head without actually the connections the the verbs and the adverbs they just are just words thrown into the into the atmosphere that he's thinking in the moment and you're like what and then he's trying to like form these thoughts no he cannot steal an election not intentionally can he bumble to steal an election maybe but i don't think he could plan that out he can't stick to the script basically he can't follow instructions he's not somebody who can hold his tongue he's he's just not capable of those he doesn't have those skills is he does he have an ego yes is he he crazy and evil and wants power yes i just don't think that he himself 
could steal the election. I think, those, again, you're right. I don't think he, he needs a plan, though. I don't think he's ever done anything with a plan. I think he, he's just... He I just think it acts. could be... It could fall into his lap. I think the stolen election could be stolen for him through a series of crazy mishaps with pesky teenagers. I don't know. I just feel like things seem to just fall... Like, his whole life is just a series of things just falling into his lap like he never does anything all he does is like the most illegal fucked up shit and he's never held accountable and things just keep going on like i saw a story about him like evicting some like old lady who had rent control and like she was up to she was current on her rent and everything he just like evicted her anyways just because he wanted to like charge more money for her the building he just does whatever the hell he wants which I, I feel like corroborates my God hypothesis about Trump is that he really is God's chosen person uh, because he literally can just bumble his way to the presidency. Yeah. And I think that he can bumble his way to the second one. And it, it maybe more kind of more, more like what Jack said is that he just refuses to leave and just says, what you going to do about it? And just sits there and squats in the, in the white house. And, it doesn't. It seems ridiculous right now, like when we're he- in this world we live in right now. That seems ridiculous. But when it happens, I bet you the world will just fucking eh. All right, I guess. I guess <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. We have to accept it. He's the president. Eh. I will say though about his character, Star Jacks, is that he is on the record by say for saying I'm not fucking losing to Joe Biden, and I think that's his egotism, and I think that yeah. motivates him. To do anything and everything to win. And so, again, not a plan. That's not a plan. Mm-mm. That's just saying I hate you. I will never lose yeah, to you. Yeah. It's not a plan. But I think it is the motivator that will let, let him do the unthinkable. Hmm. What do you think, Jack? Jump in here. I wholeheartedly disagree with the fact with the notion that he can't do this. Like, I think that he uh, has been setting himself up to do this from uh, maybe, like, two years ago. And let's just, like, tick through the things. The Russia investigation. The Russia investigation is dead. It is is a failed investigation. Been framed as a bunch of bullshit and a democratic fishing expedition and fake all fake but there is 100% clear evidence that his campaign at the very least was sending polling data to the goddamn russians internal polling data and that trump tried to obstruct justice in ways that are dramatic and I say that dramatic as per, as a person who works in the criminal justice system, and yet he's still thirteen times I think, and he still sits in the office and is like, "Go fuck yourself." Right. Um, he retweets. Uh, I mean, today, what what has he been tweeting today? Uh, Hillary Clinton is a skank. Um, <laughs> is that uh, an actual tweet? I haven't. He, he retweeted I, someone who said that she was a skank. <laughs> Oh my god. Um he he didn't just retweet, he actually wrote it. Uh, uh he wrote this is a good story essentially about Joe Scarborough being a murderer. 
Right. Um, <laughs> he routinely routine he throughout the campaign would retweet racist bullshit, anti-Semitic bullshit. And 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 so like I can totally see him being being like, yeah, go fuck yourself. I'm not leaving. Do something. And right. his people being like, yeah, do something. And that's the problem. People are going to, and, and that's the problem. People are going to shrug and, and they're going to be like, I, this isn't the fight. I'm not taking this fight. Right. And I think the other, the next one is ability. And I, what you're getting to is, does he have the ability? And I think that through his apologists and Bob Barr, he has the ability and he's a stacked Supreme Court. We don't know exactly how they'll, they would, you know, weigh in on a, a crisis like this. But I'm not gonna hold my breath. I'm not gonna like assume that they just they they uphold the rule of law, even though doing something like this would essentially annihilate it. Um, but I think that he has the ability to do something completely insane and get away with it. Because you know, I I don't know. I mean, just things that we we're just not aware of or just like we don't even like think can happen because for whatever because we're Eddard Stark you know we are Eddard Stark holding up this flimsy piece of paper called the Constitution and saying no you can't do that because this says you can't and Trump's Cersei and he's just like fuck it uh, I'm gonna and what are you gonna do about it and so Bob Barr comes around his neck and says ha ha I got you motherfucker um too much of a Game of Thrones illusion there but uh (laughs) but Still, I think that he has the ability. And that's the thing. I mean, like what, what people don't understand is that the, the Constitution is a very it's, – it's, it's one of the – it's the oldest constitution that's still in effect and one of the shortest. And it is clear that the exploit that, – that in order for everything to work, then there's there has to be this notion of like mutual toleration. And if – if one side becomes the, if one branch becomes the, um, you know, the enforcer of another branch, it's over. The experiment is over, and that's what's happened. And so all it all it takes is for it's going to be this tit for tat that happens. It's either going to be a tit for tat, where like okay, Democrats get into power next in the in the in the Congress and they make things crazier and then Republic and it'll be this building tit for tat or one side is going to see the other side blink and that other and that and the side that blinks will never be in power again. And unfortunately, both of those scenarios are terrible for Democrats because they blink all the time. Right. And I was even thinking like even for that tit for tat, I've been in my head just in my like thinking like this is the time for Democrats to just like Stop being babies about this shit. And when they get into office, fucking redistrict, redistrict, do gerrymandering just like the Republicans have doing. Like, who cares if it's wrong? (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) I mean, that's that's where I'm like, I feel like my soul has just gotten rotten um, because I'm like, well, fuck it. But here's the thing. Let's be honest. They don't have to gerrymander. They could just like actually put the districts in the appropriate places. And I think they'd win. Like most of the time, it would help Democrats. The whole point is that it doesn't help. 
You know what I mean? Like the the Republicans no, have you to carve out these leaving, little tiny. Okay, I'm just saying. You're leaving that 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 <laughs> that variable of most of the time. You need to fucking no. The Democrats need to stop playing that game of like right. eh, let's be equals here. We're just say fuck it. We're stealing this shit just like you try to do. I don't just, want you know, to steal it. But one party's going to do that. I mean, I, one party will do that. One party will fix it so that the other party will never get in power again. Um, well, that's what they're trying that, to do I'm, right now. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that we will see that be successful in 20 years. Less than 20 years, I'd say. No! This five, year, 2020, when Trump steals the election, I, exactly. he's just going to be... He's just going to be saying, like, guess what? There's a Trump party now. If you're not part of the Trump Gross. party, you can't be in politics. Fuck off. I completely agree. I mean, there there, there, there are – when you look at him, the way that he talks about uh, the opposing political party as the opposition party. Yeah. Like, right. just merely saying that is like, we don't have opposition parties in the United States, you dick. But we do now. One thing I want to say, though, that gives me just glimmers of hope – is you notice no, how? No, hope. <laughs> no I'm going to be hope. hope. Um, we need a hope. We need someone on this panel to be the hope person. So go ahead, you can be the hope person. He his ego is so unchecked and so out of control that I think he alienates the people who are supposedly on his side all the time, all the time. Like he fires people constantly, and. With Barr, I think there was a thing last week and it made me smile a little bit because I guess Barr said that the Obamagate scam, there's nothing there, that there's nothing there, like there's nothing to it. And it really pissed off Trump at a press conference. Um, I feel like that kind of thing, if we see more of that, I feel like, you know, he's going to probably just fire him too. And I think when you have somebody who can't, he can't play with others. He doesn't play nice with anybody, really. I get little hints of Pence not really caring much for Donald Trump. You can see that little, like, side look of slight derision. I just don't think anybody actually likes him. And I mean, the presidency is really kind of, it is like the mass, like what, like PR role. Like you're supposed to be likable, but he's like Biff in Back to the Future 2 where he's like in power, you know, and it's like he's awful. I just don't think he's, I don't think he has that like sustainable likability other than the people who like the Biffs of the world. People who basically like the assholes in your class that just make really terrible jokes and pick on people. That's like his base. The problem is that like, at least in America, that base is bottomless. Um, Huge. But they're not. They're not bottomless. But I, for, I mean, if you're thinking about like a cult, if we're thinking about this cult that will. They are more cult-like, so they're very loyal because right. they need so, a leader. But, so, you don't need a lot of people to have this kind of movement for like something like for for some kind of audacious moment for to happen and to change America. You don't need to have uh, a majority of the people to go along. You just have to have this a mean, cruel minority <laughs> that's willing to just fucking go balls to walls for their king. And guess what? You can get a lot of shit done. You, I mean, like you can you can rule this nation with a with a small coterie of of just devoted cultists and i think that he's he's developed that to the to much better than anyone else and that's why i think that the whole pence thing it doesn't really matter cuz pence is still there like pence may be disgusted by trump all of these people may be disgusted by them but they've done nothing 
to to check him. You know, they're no, just they're going just, along they're just with going it. along. Yeah. But that's the thing is it like that shows a weakness of character and it also shows that. But he fires some of them. That's my point is that he 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 ruins his own thing. He does. But they, they're so cultish that they still grovel at his feet after they get fired. You know, um, look at ju- just recently Sessions. Jeff Sessions tweeted some kind of semi. Um, he kind of clapped back at, at Trump. And all, but he even said like they exonerated you. I had to step down because and and then look they they yeah. exonerated you. It was I mean he's still essentially like plowing that field instead of like if a real person that was indignant would be like fuck, fuck off. off you're guilty <laughs> fuck you. Um, but he didn't. He's still like he's still carrying the water for this piece of shit, which tells me that and he was fired. You know he and he, not only was he fired he was humiliated and this guy yeah. still grovels. Fucking what's his face. Uh, uh, Texas guy oh, uh, with Cruz. the face. Oh, yeah, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. I know. That that motherfucker said, you know, <laughs> yeah. he talks shit about him. And then, you know, all right, whatever. He talks shit about his dad. Said he, like, killed Kennedy. And guess what? All right. Come on board. Um, they're all like that. You know, they're all willing to fucking carry water for this malignant sore. We need a liberal Trump. We need, like, somebody who's just intelligent, though. Like, an intelligent liberal Trump. Like a crass... Witty, I don't know. That's what we need. Maybe, yeah. A, a crass, a crass, witty Joe Biden type. <laughs> oh, right. Not Joe Biden. <laughs> God, he's so awful. I hate that um, this is the choice we're given. Right. Uh, last thing is the is the moment. Does Trump have the moment? And I think we've kind of we've stated that. Um, one thing we haven't talked about is the rule of law means nothing anymore because um, you have the Flynn, Flynn's going to get pardoned. We know that Flynn's going to get pardoned, even if he doesn't. The Justice Department's uh, move to just drop the case that just reeks of well, what the fuck? Um, the the recent sacking of the IGs, um, the Stone, this uh, the Roger Stone sentencing um, changes. Um, and just, I mean, then, then the impeachment. So, like, to me, go ahead. The Roger Stone thing pisses me off so bad, so bad, so bad, because, uh, if you've ever gotten a sentencing recommendation from a federal prosecutor, they never ask for below the guidelines. So, um... To have them say, here's the guidelines, this is what it should be, and then somebody be like, nope, we're gonna ask for way below the guidelines, oh, I, I mean, it made my blood boil right but don't you also see that as like a primer for future things of like okay we've already told we've already gotten away with these things and nothing's happened and just even like the 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 obstructing congress the fact that the democrats you know they they got in there with their blue wave and said they were gonna investigate trump and then trump just said no i'm not gonna do it and what are they doing now? They can't do shit. You know, they can uh, anyone on the periphery can testify, but they can't get any evidence on him. So it's just like I think they've even this this moment has been primed particularly for him to do some one more audacious thing because one more audacious thing on top of all the audacious things he's done, it just gets lost. It's like well, all right, well, you know, I don't know, fucking just it gets yeah, it gets you that point of just accepting it. I think people see the Trump situation as like the Revolutionary War where it's like we're the Redcoats and we're like, (laughs) you know, playing our little drum and announcing our like foray into the battlefield. And he's like the Minutemen and the crazy people or the like just town folk with their muskets coming around and just killing everyone from like the trees. 
Right. I think they just say, well, you guys are idiots because you you have class and decorum and you think you're so like smart, but we don't have to do what you, we're not going to do it. It's just like, they don't, they don't care and they get away with it because we kind of are like, we're like, but these are like the rules of our, our country. Right. <laughs> we're, exactly. like, we're like, we're, this is we're like the, the only <laughs> thing that makes us a country. <laughs> We're the sissies that can read, and uh, yeah. so we think that's, that, that somehow saves us uh, from the brutes who <laughs> right. just say, no, nah, man, boogaloo. It's time for the boogaloo. Ugh. But this is why also the coronavirus is amazing, because <laughs> it doesn't care. And these guys are, like, just walking right into it, just walking right up into it and giving it a kiss. It's great. And, which I think segues perfectly my, my my next and last question before we get to final conclusions um which is how does biden and or the dnc fuck this up even if trump let's say the trump he just goes with it and it's like whatever how do you think uh biden fucks this up and gives this to trump uh start with you tiwi gaffes gaff after gaff after gaff fucking saying dumb shit out of his head like the thing with the whole like you ain't black if you're not voting for biden it's like shut the fuck up dude like he needs to stop with the like verbal diarrhea he kind of don't you think is that's unfair though i know not to cut you off but don't no. you think it's kind of unfair to hold him to his bullshit like kind of like in comparison really just innocent kind of stupid old man shit compared to the garbage that comes out the spews no daily because it like harms his actual potential to win like i know a bunch of black people who are like whoa like the fuck and they are kind of like don't like it's very like hey massa like i gotta like fall in line <laughs> right. like people don't like the shit it harms the point it harms the party he can say the dumb shit that he says that doesn't harm the potential for winning i don't care but Anything that's, like, affecting our bottom line, he needs to just, like, run it through some sort of filter to make sure it's okay. Because he his little off-the-cuff shit, I guess he is kind of like the, the Democratic Trump because he does say a lot of just <laughs> idiotic shit that we're like, what? What are you talking about? None of the entertainment value, though. Like, uh... Yeah. Trump can say stuff and just, like, it's Looney Tunes, and he, but he no, says it with a certain, uh, you know, just, yeah... Biden's showmanship gross. that you're like oh yeah. wow and then biden just seems like he's losing his fucking mind every I single know. day and his i'm the guy it's like please find a new phrase i'm the guy it's like nah, you're not Jax, uh what what is your worst case scenario for uh biden dc fuck up i don't i i think that she's right i think that the gaffes are, are going to wreck him and and unfortunately it, it's so stupid too because like the the people I mean, you know, the people who who jump all over him about these gaffes are supporting like a, a walking gaff, like a guy who <laughs> just, you know, for all we know, he's he's like saying the N word right now. <laughs> of um, so, you know, holding him to that, holding Biden to the standard is just so stupid. Um, but he's going to be. I mean, it's it it is what it is. Like the the media just has to have that drama. So. That's the thing. That's a, that's exactly what it is. I feel like they they still, again, everyone wants to get to this point of normalcy where they can go back to their old script and just run their script and things like, oh my god, he he messed up the policy of, which is in his book. He says he wants you know 
uh, vouchers for this, and he said earlier no vouchers for that, and he's contradicting himself. Oh God, this is a crisis. Um, they want to get back to that kind of uh, meaningless bullshit. bullshit. Nah. And so for for them, I feel like Biden is their little piece of red meat to get back to the old script, and they just given up on Trump. You know, like like whatever, just play his rally. Right. I don't know. There's no reason to even fucking questioning him because he's just gonna make it up. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, it just it, it infuriates me. Yeah, old racist man uh, will – it's just like no big deal. It's fine. It's fine. Like, you know what would a- really help is what? if our, our media just like played – actually did the thing that we're accused of all the time and just like straight up just stopped covering <laughs> Trump and just made shit up and just like pushed <laughs> stories. Like it See, could now change you're thinking. The, now it you're change thinking. the country. <laughs> Exactly, on, a little guys. dirty, but get, get, get your hands dirty, folks. Let's get some fucking. Uh, Let's get some real yellow journalism going around here, because this is like, you know, they have all the power. Come on, Washington Post. Come on, New Yorker. I know you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, we, we have a dedicated uh, <laughs> listener base. Now, here's the thing. So, I have a kind of a little outside theory for why Biden will fuck it up, and it's basically it has everything to do with the second wave. I think that. We get into close to November, say just you know, October. It's like the October surprise. You know, second wave is kind of coming. It's hitting really hard, and the DNC and Trump, of course, does nothing. He does absolutely nothing. He just says, "Let's ride this out," and the DNC sees this as an opportunity to let's go hard on Biden. We'll close the country down. He's going to close the country down. Bring back the masks. He's going to save us all. And they go hard, all in on that messaging. Close lo- the second lockdown. And America is just like, nah, I don't want to do that. Fuck that. And they just completely misread the room, and that's what loses the election. I think it's something like that where he just – it becomes a single-issue voting point for people in Michigan in the battleground states where they're like, no, fuck that. I don't, I don't, business people, you know, even people that go to work, they just, the hassles, just, you know, unemployment still skyrocketing. No, we don't want a fucking lockdown. But the DNC just pushes it and pushes it and says, no, we're, we're going to save you. We're going to save you. And like, we don't want to be saved. Fuck off. I feel like that, something like that is going to be the, 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 the tipping point. And I, I just, I, it feels very like a democratic, um, yeah, snatching, policy. uh, Snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, right? Yeah, we're we're definitely doing that. Yeah, but then maybe Trump, because Trump can't, he can't um, contain himself. He'll do something just equally as stupid. Maybe that's what I, that's the that's that's the hedge, isn't it? That's that that's really the hedge. <laughs> like like maybe he does do a debate. Oh I, I my god! Well, I suspect he won't. I suspect he will do no debates this year. Yeah, uh, breaking another norm. Let's say I mean, he does one, and he yeah, just he shits the bed, like just like, com- oh. like he falls over, like literally just falls over the dais and <laughs> looks like a buffoon. People laugh at him, um, and maybe that will actually like everyone just forget about like Biden's an idiot or whatever. There's like you know we can't we're just embarrassed by this now. We're just, everyone's embarrassed. Maybe that happens, but I don't know. Can I just quote something that Trump said this week that I thought was yes really beautiful? Um, they were talking about, you know, our numbers in uh, of COVID cases. And he said, right. when you see a per capita, there's many per capitas, like <laughs> per capita relative to what? But you can look about just about any category. And we're really at the top. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, I, I don't know how the QAnons twist themselves in knots to get that guy, make that guy their messiah. I just do not understand it. Um, but let's just kind of close this up, this segment, this feature. Uh, let's get to conclusions. Um, I guess let's get a feel for the room. Uh, Jax, what do you think? D- does uh, Trump steal this thing? Yes. Excellent. TV, what do you think? Where, where are you feeling? No, I don't think so. Mm, I'm going to weigh in. I'm going to say yes because I love Doom. Why are you um, guys like this? <laughs> this is a boy thing. I don't like it. <laughs> the the Doom, just like yes. we're pessimists. We're just you pessimists. Probably, you guys probably both like The Road. I read it. Uh, I mean. I did. I did like The Road. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, I read the book and I thought it was very, very. I thought it was dark, though. I mean, it was very affecting. So <laughs> I did like it. That was a great piece of literature, but I can't say that I want to live in the road world. Um, that's 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 one apocalypse that I can definitely say. Nah, I don't want that one. I want the fun one with Mad Max and big cars. I don't want the bleak rocking around with a fucking grocery cart future. Rather not. Um, uh, lastly. Uh, so let's just say things go well. Um, do you think this actually goes to Trump? Let's just say he doesn't meddle with anything. Um, what are your actual predictions for this uh, election come November? Uh, I mean, if there's no meddling, I think Biden wins. Um, if if I it, like, I think if election were held today, Biden probably wins by a lot. Tiwi, I think Biden will win. He just needs to shut up. Right, that's not going to happen. So, <laughs> um, I have to agree. Like on paper, <laughs> it looks like Biden should win. Um, We're all voting for the sundowning guy who's definitely got dementia <laughs> over Trump. Right, over right. Over the other sundowning guy. <laughs> yeah. Got yeah. Right, right. Well, I just saw a tweet today saying like his posture and how he has like a frontal uh, was it the his like his frontal lobe is like disintegrating he has dementia and one of the reasons that explains his posture why he leans forward with his arms dangling out in front of him Trump? because yeah <laughs> it's there's because like a whole, this is a whole other conspiracy theory of like his health you have to dive into this this is really fun <laughs> well we got we got some time before uh, before November but yeah um, he's uh, he's a he's definitely not. He, 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 who knows? Maybe he'll just croak. Maybe, you know, who knows? Oh, so while we're quoting Trump, I, I just want to give a, a, a quote that I want you to know. <laughs> uh, May 21st, three days ago, three days ago, I tested very positively in another sense. So this morning, yeah, I tested positively towards negative, right? <laughs> so... I tested perfectly this morning, meaning I tested negative. (laughs) That's how he said, I'm negative. Right, right. (laughs) You're in a press conference. That's like poetry. That was like poetry. Well, it's almost over. According to professional broken clock Alex Jones, he's screaming to the hills about a new discovery, which he says will threaten the lives of every man, woman, and child on this planet. We'll fill you in on his life-saving information after the break. This week on the Friday Night Matinee. You will witness the ultimate challenge to the future of mankind as the trinity of living terror is completed. 
in the final conflict. The stunning conclusion to the Q Anointed series wraps up as a grown Trump Jr. nears his ultimate goal of world domination. To the modern world, he brings a purpose, a vision, a destiny. He's one step away from the most important position on Earth. Disciples of the Watch, I stand before you in the name of the one who is cast out from heaven. But it's a lie in me. Junior proves he will succeed where his evil and inept father failed. The power of evil is no longer in the hands of a child. It's the ultimate showdown between freedom and the Trumpist nightmare conglomeration. Heed the warning. Prepare for the final conflict. That's Q Anointed 3, Why Elections Matter, The Rise of Donald Trump Jr., this Friday at 9 p.m. Only on KTLU Barump. Alex Jones is over COVID-19. He's pitching a new thing that he thinks should terrify all Americans. What, what is the On his May 20th broadcast, Alex Jones had a warning for all of us. We stand at the precipice of the end of humanity. The information we're about to cover in the next four hours is the most important information ever revealed on air in the history of human communications. That is not a joke. There is a alien takeover via nanotech vaccines now happening on a planetary scale. These so-called mRNA vaccines go into every cell and reprogram the cell to produce a virus's protein to supposedly give you immunity instead of introducing a weakened virus or an attenuated virus to your body that it learns how to defeat. Gates says this is the one he wants you to take. Jones goes on for around 12 minutes shouting about a number of things, so it's tough to pin down exactly what he's talking about. The thrust of his complaint, though, would appear to be new technology being promoted by Vanderbilt called mRNA vaccine. I pulled this out of a, an article. Uh referenced from Jones, so who knows. The mRNA vaccines basically mimic the natural infection of the virus, but they contain only a short synthetic version of the viral mRNA, which encodes only the antigen protein. Since the mRNA used in vaccination cannot become part of the person's chromosomes, they are safe to use. Such mRNA vaccines would also be safer than the weakened viral or protein-based vaccines because they do not carry the risk of the injecting virus becoming active or a protein contamination. Um, but in classic Jones fashion, he butchers the facts with a mashup of sci-fi non-sequiturs and homegrown conspiracy fan fiction. What do you think? Tiwi, I actually had you <laughs> <laughs> dig yeah. into this. So I have a couple thoughts here. <clears throat> And I, I put some links that you can add to the show notes because this was pretty quick. Um, I was like, when I read that or watched that, um, I thought, wait, isn't that what a virus does? Because technically, technically, when a virus enters your body, they also may change your genome. And so I looked for something and I found a nice little quote. Um 
And it says viral genetic material comprises nearly 10% of the modern human genome. Over time, the vast majority of viral invaders populating our genome have mutated to the point that they no longer lead to active infections. But as scientists funded by the National Institute of Health have demonstrated, they are not entirely dormant. So if we're going by his premise, I think we've already got alien invaders. We have viruses that are in our genome that have taken over. Um, so Provided by nature. <laughs> nature has, has already begun the invasion. Yes. Um, the RNA, the mRNA is like the safest one. So the messenger RNA is particularly the safest one because it doesn't usually um, change your genome in the way that he's saying it will. Um, the biggest risks really are for these vaccines, um, making sure that where they're manufactured is following what we call GMP um, and that the regulations are up to date, which there aren't really hard and fast regulations for these vaccines because they're kind of between two of the existing standards. They're right. between a new chemical entity and a new biologic. So they don't really fit either of those. So there's concerns, but not what he's saying. Like, I don't, we're not going to become aliens, mutant aliens that are, <laughs> you know, hijacked by little tiny bits of like protein it's like it's right. not it's not i don't know what is what is he thinking i mean i guess if you're like riddled with disease and there's like lots and lots of uh vaccines going into you i don't know i can't even then like they're just gonna like fix the broken sequences or like kill the thing that's actually mutated to be negative and harmful to your body so they don't like they don't become like alien. Right. Like, well, I think he's also thinking of like, he kept bringing up the nanotechnology part that these are nanites that are going to somehow enter well, your body and then start replicating you. So there has been, there has been um, the thing that made them. Okay. So back, I mean, these aren't really new. I guess they've been around for like almost 20 years, but they weren't very successful before because we did lack the technology to get them into the cells and so there's right. better ways of actually getting them into the cells, and that's the nanotechnology. So we have better mechanisms, tiny little, like, computers, if you will, that are able to, like, get it where it needs to go. Because the thing is, is outside of the cell, these things are completely useless. They can't live, like, in a Petri dish. They're not alive. They're just little tiny scripts, you know, of little proteins. Right. They do nothing. So... They're, it's very important that they get specifically where they need to be, and that's what the nanotechnology does. The nanotechnology itself does not then, you know, turn live it, into, you into yeah, like it doesn't <laughs> like it doesn't grow inside of you and start like encoding the RFID chip in in your arm or anything. It's just right. you know, it's just a a little car. Jax, uh, I feel slightly responsible. I feel like I started the Bill Gates part of this, that, oh. that everyone's now coming on Bill Gates. And I feel like back in one of our early episodes, I we mentioned how he 
was talking about pandemics, like virus X, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, he knows something. And mm. now everyone's on that train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. I, maybe I was tapping into the the zeitgeist of conspiracy mania. I don't know. But what what do you think? How, how far Bill Gates' conspiracy has come these days? Oh, it's 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 so on fire right now. And it's just, of all the people, Bill Gates. I mean, he's just such a dork like he's not doing anything um i did however like how she said what is he thinking with respect to alex jones um, <laughs> because i'm i am curious if you've ever listened to no alex i haven't jones. i've oh, i've my. heard little bits of script i can't i can't i can't no, so I can't. good <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it I it gets to the point just the like whatever like 12 minutes I listen no 8 minutes and 37 seconds that I listened to <laughs> was torture. Yeah, I was just like so... what? <laughs> uh you know what's funny about that clip too? So like if you as you probably heard like it sounds like he just came into the office and ripped a script off of like the desk and then just started like just ad-libbing like crazy and that's what it sounds like just ad-libbing he goes on a, a tangent about the movie the thing so this is like the skexies sucking the energy of the gelflings archetypally but for real this is the next level of slavery you think the globalists are into the royal families into taking kids blood and having transfusions of it that's all admitted i told you about that 25 years ago didn't believe it now it's mainstream news this is beyond that this is taking over your children's bodies and turning their cells into factories with engineered nanoviruses. Completely alien. This is the alien takeover, ladies and gentlemen. This is the new world order. But it's run by people who believe they've got to end humanity to become this new god. They believe they are aliens. So is there a dark force directing them? Yes, an alien force that fell on this planet that is not even advanced enough to get off of it, but is using us to build its system for escape. And that's why they're so pissed, because we've cracked their entire code. And they throw it to us in allegories like the thing. It's trying to get off. The aliens came from the psychotic satanic dreams of these Satanists with modern science, building the systems now to use us to be the engines to create these new life forms while we are absorbed like a spider sucking dry its prey. Oh, I'm not a damn fly. And I want you spiders to know that we're aware of your operation. We've got the jump on you. It's interesting though, like he had he did say something in that eight minutes um, that I was like, oh, interesting. Um, he kept saying, and he says it, he doubled it, well, made like triple or quadruple downs on it, but that cancer is caused by viruses. Yeah, and, yeah. I and I was like, too. you know, that's interesting because actually, actually, when I was reading this whole thing about the viruses changing our genome, that's not untrue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what I say. Like he's a broken clock. That, that's the great thing about Jones is like the more you listen to him and the, and the way he he delivers his news, um, it comes in rapid fire. It comes in non sequiturs, and it is punctuated here and there with truth. Like, I don't think it's the way he read. means it, but yeah, it's not untrue. Right. So that's why, like you know, every now and then, like just like a broken clock, he's right. You know, like and you're like you're left scratching your head of like you're just kind of like what? How'd that happen? But yeah, yeah, it's it does not surprise me because there's been many times like his whole Bohemian Grove thing. Like now his his thesis about bohemian grove what's is bohemian insane. grove oh my god jack okay, do you know what bohemian mind. grove is <laughs> uh yeah oh i it didn't sound very confident there but either way 
Yeah. Maybe I'll just drop I mean, it. Whatever. <laughs> so Bohemian Groves is a thing that actually happens. Uh, it it is like kind a of the secretive. Of like, it's like a, the G20, except it's uh, corporate with, world and all that stuff. Yeah, with secret. with hoods and cloaks, and they have yeah. this like this fun little uh, festival with the the quote unquote burning of care in front of this giant owl statue. And for years and years, people had rumored about it. This is the thing that happens, and everyone's like, "Nah, it's bullshit." That's the well. Jones and another group of people went there and videotaped it, and people were like, "Holy shit, he's right!" Um, so it's but <laughs> he also went with a guy named Ron, uh, uh, another writer whose name I forget. I think it was Ron Johnson. Um, who was there with Jones, and he's like, no, he just completely misinterpreted like everything, like just kind of like like Fall of Cabal Woman, mm-hmm. who can't s- understand the subtext of art. Um, jo- uh, Alex Jones, when he sees something and it's a burning statue, and you know they they are like kind of like consecrating this person. It's all play acting. Mm-hmm. When he sees it happening, they, he he commit he's, he he basically says, "They just sacrificed somebody in front of me. Uh, <laughs> they're all fucking cannibals. It's happening. These are the one world and they celebrate cannibalism and oh, they're all evil." Um he doesn't see he, there's no art. He doesn't see I don't even actually know how he interprets art, nuance. honestly. He has no nuance. Right. Subtext. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like the, so, the 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 what was that spirit cooking like the spirit yeah, cooking artist uh, yeah we just got, we covered her on the fall of uh, fall of Cabal yeah yeah I mean uh like she's not literally murdering people it's just a, it's it's a bit right <laughs> <laughs> they don't get that they don't get that all right well that was the show um clearly we could uh give it to old Alex Jones there for a few minutes um, all verified all verified. Yeah, all verified. You can reach us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and Far Off Topic everywhere else. You can reach me via Twitter at Fiasco Jones. And Tiwi, where can listeners reach you? I'm pretty sure I'm at Jenny Said Stuff, but. All right. Yeah, I am. I think you still are because that's where I send all my stuff. I got four followers. (laughs) Excellent. You got Uh, five now. Who's yes. Daniel Anderson? That person's following me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jax, how can they reach you? Are you still uh, in in Twitter anonymous? Yeah, uh, they not, nobody needs to reach me. <laughs> Who wants to uh, reach me? No one wants. People, to reach me. people want to reach you. <laughs> Um, as I've said before, our shows will now start appearing on YouTube. Um, they actually are doing pretty well there, um, which is also called Far Off Topic. Uh, that's where you, that's where you can find the full show notes. Uh, so if you want to go on to each, you know, show and look in the sea below, you'll see the show notes. Um, if you'd like to support the show, feel free to comment or rate. Most of all, thank you for listening. And until we hear from you again, so mote it be. So mote it be. So mote it be. So mote it be.